Hello, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here this day for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It's Wednesday, January 24th, 2024. Now, this day is also the feast day for uh, which saint? Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Timothy. Yeah, Pastor Timothy, uh, confessor. All right, Pastor and confessor. So uh, we'll recognize that as well in our prayers today. Our catechesis, though, will continue in the sacrament of baptism uh, as we've been in, and uh, all of the types and shadows of baptism that are given in the scriptures. Today, the Red Sea crossing, which is probably... As far as its citation, both New Testament and Old Testament, especially in Psalmody, probably the most significant event, typologically, for the whole history of both Israel and for God's people. So um, it's worth our consideration with some detail. And because it's so uh, typical, typical, I should say, you know, a pattern for how uh, both Israel and then the Christian, I would suggest the new Israel, is to understand um, itself, then um, the language of it pervades everything that we do, actually. Yeah, so... There we are. Today is also Wednesday, so that means uh, this evening we have divine service at 6.30 p.m. 6.30 p.m. Divine service, and I invite you to join us for that. We have adult catechesis after divine service. We've been meeting for the last couple months. I don't know if I made a big deal announcing that, certainly on the calendar, but uh, I've been meeting with uh, some, some folks that are joining uh, the congregation after church. And you're welcome to stay with them um, and to learn together there, too. All right, so 6.30, divine service. But today, this This day is uh, time to start our devotion here. So, let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Psalm Psalm 77. I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and he will hear me. In the day of my trouble I seek the Lord. In the night my hand is stretched out with, without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. When I remember God, I moan. When I meditate, my spirit faints. You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I consider the days of old, the years long ago. I said, let me remember my song in the night. Let me meditate in my heart. And then my spirit made a diligent search. Will the Lord spurn forever and never again be favorable? Has his steadfast love forever ceased? Are his promises at an end for all time? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his compassion? Then I said, I will appeal to this, to the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O God, is holy, but God is great like our God. You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. You, with your arm, redeemed your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph. When the waters saw you, O God, when the waters saw you, they were afraid. Indeed, the deep trembled. The clouds poured out water. The skies gave forth thunder. Your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind. Your lightnings lighted up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters, and yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Okay, our verse for the week, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. And our catechism for the week, which we've uh, been learning by way of the scriptures. Question, how can water do such great things? Certainly not just water, but the word of God in and with the water does these things, along with the faith which trusts this word of God in the water. For without God's word, the water is plain water and no baptism. But with the word of God, it is a baptism that is a life-giving water, rich in grace, and a washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit. As St. Paul says in Titus chapter 3, He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. All right, our first reading today, as I said, uh, the Red Sea crossing is typical of so much of what we hear in the Old Testament. So, and But today, we're actually going to hear it uh, explicitly, like we heard yesterday um, in First Peter 3. So today, Psalm 106, or actually our psalm for the week, Psalm 77. All right, so Psalm 106. Praise the Lord. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can endure or declare all his praise? Blessed are those who keep justice, and he who does righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, with the favor you have toward your people. O visit me with your salvation, that I may see the benefit of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory with your inheritance. We have sinned with our fathers, we have committed iniquity, we have done wickedly. Our fathers in Egypt did not understand your wonders, they did not remember the multitude of your mercies, but rebelled by the sea, the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power known. He rebuked the Red Sea also, and it dried up. So he led them through the depths as through the wilderness. He saved them from the hand of him who hated them, and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. The waters covered their enemies, there was not one of them left. Then they believed his words, they sang his praise. There you go. All right, Um, so Exodus chapter 13 and 14, again the Red Sea. Then it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had placed the children of Israel under solemn oath, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here with you. So they took their journey from Sukkoth and camped in Etham at the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and night. And he did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from the people, before the people. Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, that they turn and camp before Pi Hiroth, between Migdal and the sea opposite Baal Zephon. You shall camp before it by the sea, for Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, quote, They are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed them in. And then I will harden Pharaoh's heart, so that he will pursue them. And I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. Now, it was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people. And they said, Why have we done this, that we let Israel go from serving us? So he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. He also took his took 600 choice chariots and all the chariots of Egypt 
with the captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with boldness. So the Egyptians pursued them, all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army, and overtook them, camping by the sea beside Pi-Hiroth before Baal-Zephon. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. So I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. And the angel of God, who went before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. And so it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud and a darkness to no one, and it gave light by night to the other, so that the one did not come near the other all that night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. And he made the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on the dry ground, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went after them into the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. Now it came to pass in the morning watch that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud, and he troubled the army of the Egyptians. And he took off their chariot wheels so that they drove them with difficulty. And the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, that the waters may come back upon the Egyptians, on their chariots and on their horsemen. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and when the morning appeared, the sea returned to its full depth, while the Egyptians were fleeing into it. So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. Then the waters returned and covered the chariots, the horsemen, and all the army of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. Not so much as one of them remained. But the children of Israel had walked on dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. So the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt. So the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Oof. There's a lot there, right? All right, so we'll scroll back up to the top if you're following along on the video and work our way through. All right, so why did God not lead the people uh, by way of the Philistines? Uh, so that they would not face war with the Philistines immediately after leaving uh, Egypt and then want to go back to Egypt. So instead, he leads them by way of the wilderness road um, by the Red Sea or toward the Red Sea. So if you uh, would look at the Sinai Peninsula, um, rather than go up by the Mediterranean, which would take you through, the Philistines were seafaring people. They're along the seacoast. So instead, um, they would be go down either through the midsection, I think, of um, this peninsula, or actually all the way down the peninsula and back up on the other side, the Red Sea being on the, the far side of that Sinai Peninsula. Of course, where they would wander for uh, 38 years, right? Yeah. Uh, but notice how they go out 
Let's not go by way of the Philistines, lest war, and yet God led them out in orderly ranks. That is, for war. Mm-hmm. Interesting, armed for battle. A note here about the bones of Joseph, right? Um, Joseph promised that they would be delivered and also um, demanded, requested that they carry his bones back. Um, his bones, are these a sign of the law or the gospel? Again, gospel, because of the promise attached to those bones that God would return them to Canaan, you see? Which they hadn't been there since uh, Jacob and his sons had left because of the famine, right? So 400 years or so. How did the Lord lead the Israelites? What means did he use? See that in 21, 22. Pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, of course. Other occasions where the, the bright shining cloud is important. Mm, that would be, uh, we heard on Sunday, the Mount of Transfiguration. A bright cloud overshadowed them. And the voice said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear him. Uh, but the other occasion would be actually at the tabernacle and um, the temple, right? Where the, the cloud of God's glory would dwell um, in the midst of the holy place. All right. Good comment, Chris. Chris in the chat says, Majestic is the hand of the Lord. I think that's my favorite of God's strength and love. Yeah, favorite story of that. All right. So Israelites are told to camp um, by the sea between at before Pi Hieroth, right? And then God tells Moses that he's going to cause Pharaoh to do what? To pursue the Israelites, right? So now God's using his own people as bait of a sort, but why? To get um, glory, to gain honor over Pharaoh and over his armies, and that the Egyptians would know that he is the Lord, which they certainly will remember. Um, even after all the wilderness wanderings, you hear um, uh, Rahab, right on the mount, a wall of Jericho, talk about um, the uh, the way that God had getting, gotten glory over Pharaoh. So the news did travel. Now, granted, that's 40 years later, but it's still an active memory, right? So, of course, Pharaoh and the uh, Egyptians decide to go and get the Israelites, along with Pharaoh comes, um, his horsemen and his chariots and his army and all his officers, right? So, he's bringing out everybody against them. Uh, apparently, Israelites were uh, valuable slaves. Hmm? Or his heart is hardened, and he's now just completely captivated by the notion of getting these people back. Um, of course, the Egyptians are able to overtake Israel because uh, God has caused his people to uh, camp by the sea until the Egyptians arrive. Incredible, right? Uh, but of course, then the Israelites, when they see Pharaoh coming, right, they say to Moses, were there no graves in Egypt? You bring us out here into this wilderness to die. It's not going to be the only time we hear this, but it's certainly uh, the first time. Not the first time, but yeah, no, it is the first time. Oh, if only we could die. Leave us alone, right? Um, that's actually similar to what they said to Moses when he uh, told them to leave. They said this when they were making the bricks, right? That's back in uh, Exodus 5, I think, right? So then Moses says, 13 and 14, beautiful, right? Do not be afraid, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord. He will accomplish for you today. Egyptians whom you see today, you'll see again, no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace, right? Is that law or gospel? God rightly dividing the word here. Yes, gospel, good news because it's the Lord who's running the verbs, right, of salvation, all right? What does uh, Moses mean when he says uh, to be still, or to uh, stand still, or to hold your peace? What's he talking about there? You know, I mean, it does mean literally just to be quiet. Listen to this. This is Psalm uh, 46. You've heard this before. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, all right? So, um, to live by faith in the Lord who is the only true God. That's what that means. Live by faith, stand still, hold your peace, right? Let him be God. He is God. And uh, so God tells Moses then in uh, verse 16, well, one, Israel, go forward, but lift up your rod, right? We'll see the rod used frequently. Um, 
and stretch it over the water. And God will accomplish, verse 17 and 18, gain honor over Pharaoh and his armies, chariots, and horsemen. They will know that I am the Lord. Right? So again, honor over Pharaoh, because this is the Lord of Lords, King of Kings, and, and Pharaoh's trying to be God in God's place, and to um, actually to cause Egypt to know him as the Lord, of course, maybe in fear and terror, um, but maybe eventually in gospel too. You'll see that with, um, well, I don't know, the Queen of Sheba, right? Which is maybe Ethiopia, but regardless, coming to uh, visit Solomon later. Yeah. Um, who moved from in front to the back of the Israelite camp? The angel of God and the people sees the pillar of cloud. Uh, I would suggest the pillar of fire and pillar of cloud is the angel of, of the Lord. And he's the one that comes between God's people and their enemies. Darkness to his enemies and light uh, to those in faith. So, sounds like Jesus, right? Stumbling block and a rock of offense, but to us who are being saved, right? Yeah. So, darkness and light. And then all night, um, it's not really the rod that's doing anything, but it's the strong east wind that the Lord causes to blow. Uh, yes. With Israelites then passing through on dry ground and Egypt um, with water on either side, right? And then the Egyptians pursuing them into the sea. But also we have uh, verse 24, 25, we have the Egyptians being thrown into a panic, a confusion, God taking the wheels off their chariots, right? And then notice, when is the victory? Uh, in the morning watch, verse 24, right? In the morning watch, the last not watch of the night. This would be, um, in our reckoning, from 3 till 6 a.m., or, you know, roughly 3 a.m. till, till uh, daybreak. This is the same time that Jesus um, walks on water in Matthew 14, Mark 6. Um, also, this is not the first time or the last time that God will throw um, his enemies into panic. We'll see this later when uh, Joshua, um, at the Lord's command, causes the sun to stand still and the Canaanites are thrown into confusion. We have the armies of Sisera during the time of the Judges, Judges 4. We have the Philistines at Mitzpah, 1 Samuel 7. All right. And when Moses um, again stretched out his hand, the water comes back upon the Egyptians. And this is, of course, at when morning appeared, daybreak. <coughs> Is all death and resurrection, isn't it? <clears throat> all right. Christ is the day spring that rises on high. Excuse me. <coughs> Lovely post-nasal drip. Favorite time of the year. All right. I think that's good. All right. So day of the resurrection. That's what's going on here. Death and resurrection. Death to the enemies of God. Resurrection for his people. Right? Because the Egyptians, none of them survive. Israel sees them dead on the seashore. And it's called here a great, what does he say? The Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt. See that? That's verse uh, 31. And the people feared the Lord and believed in him and his servant Moses. Right, Just like the resurrection. Faith trusts in the resurrection to which so many bore witness. Right, We were eyewitnesses, we heard on Sunday from Peter. I think also of Paul, 1 Corinthians 15. Um, now, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Yes, we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he, whom he did not raise up if, in fact, the dead do not rise. And if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life we only have hope in Christ, we are of men the most pitiable. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all dies, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. Right. Isn't that lovely? So beautiful. So this uh, deliverance, of course, through the Red Sea is connected to baptism. We heard that yesterday from First Peter. You also have it in First uh, Corinthians 10, 
right? Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, all ate the same spiritual food and all ate the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ, all right? So baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, all right. What a story, huh? So many more details we could cover, but we'll leave it at that for now. Summarizing then, by means of water, God rescues his people from death and gives them life. In the water of holy baptism, our Lord fights for us. As Moses extended his rod over the waters of the Red Sea, so our Lord extended the wood of the cross over the water that we might safely pass through and escape our enemy death. As the great deliverance of God worked faith in the hearts of his people, so now the Spirit of God blows upon us in the waters of baptism and creates faith in the hearts of men. Our Lord has given the waters of deliverance and holy baptism that we might be certain that all our enemies have been vanquished. There we have died with Christ and been raised with him that we need not fear our death in the body. Surely as the Israelites saw their enemies dead on the shore, so we may be certain that our enemy has been destroyed by means of the waters of baptism. Beautiful. All right, let's sing the the first two stanzas of our hymn from God the Father, Virgin Born. As I said, today is a feast day. Um, we're not going to celebrate it this evening. We did last year. Um, this year we're going to um, actually just hear more Epiphany readings. But um, the festivals of St. Timothy and St. Titus cluster around that of St. Paul's conversion. This is most fitting since both were close companions of the great apostle to the Gentiles. They labored with him in preaching the saving gospel. St. Paul first encountered Timothy on his second missionary journey. He soon took the young man under his wing as pastor and missionary in training. See Acts 16. St. Timothy had a Jewish mother, but his father was a Greek. In order to use him most efficiently for the ministry that St. Paul envisioned among the Jewish communities, he circumcised him. Despite his previous lack of circumcision, his faithful mother Lois and grandmother Eunice raised Timothy in a faith-filled home. They loved the word of God and had carefully nurtured the lad in the faith. They taught him the promises and songs of the Holy Scriptures. He knew the story of God's people. Paul would later praise the godly heritage that shaped Timothy. Quote, from childhood, you've been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. End quote. 
2 Timothy 3, verse 15. St. Paul's great love for Timothy, whom he called a son, his son in the faith, resulted in the two letters in the New Testament that bear Timothy's name. These crucial writings provide us with invaluable information about the shape of the church of church life during the later apostolic age. And then we see that each local community had a pastor who worked with others to oversee the life of the congregation. These men, above all, labored in teaching and preaching, but they also administered a lively ministry of mercy together with deacons. They were, like St. Timothy, to devote themselves to the reading of the Word of God so that they could rebuke and comfort with full assurance. The early tradition of the church suggests that St. Timothy was with St. Paul in Rome when the great apostle was at last beheaded for his unwavering confession of Christ. Afterwards, St. Timothy is said to have returned to Ephesus in Asia Minor, there serving as bishop until he was also was granted a martyr's death toward the very end of the first century AD. All right, so happy feast day to St. Timothy, pastor and confessor. We pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you have always given to your church on earth faithful shepherds such as Timothy to guide and feed your flock. Make all pastors diligent to preach your holy word and administer your means of grace and grant your people wisdom to follow in the way that leads to life eternal. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray, O God, in the glorious transfiguration of your beloved Son, you confirm the mysteries of the faith by the testimony of Moses and Elijah. In the voice that came from the bright cloud, you wonderfully foreshowed our adoption by grace. Mercifully make us co-heirs with the King in his glory, and bring us to the fullness of our inheritance in heaven. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray this day for marriage and family, that husbands and wives, parents and children live in ordered harmony according to the word of God. For all parents who must rear their children alone, for our communities and neighborhoods, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray today in Thanksgiving with Clarence, Carson, uh, Victoria, Kirsten, all celebrating birthdays. Pray for um, the households of our church, especially with David and Sherry, Ryan and Cassidy, Jared and Michelle, Jackie, Jeff and Julie, and Dolores. Pray in Thanksgiving for our Lutheran schools this week, also for the gift of healing for Wendell. Pray for our catechumens, Wyatt, James, Aaliyah, Cole, Lydia, Charlie, Kaylee, Kimberly, Mason, and Kayla. And pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Ralph, Allison, Joe, Dennis, Len, Christopher, Brad, and Ron, Carol, Mike, Don, uh, Doug, Donna, Sandy, Owen, Vicki, and BJ, Merlin, Jolene, and District President Willie. And pray for our homebound. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially this month with the Gathering Place, and also uh, for future church planning sites in South Wisconsin District. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right. That's our congregation of prayer for today, January 24th, 2024. It's good to have you with us. Again, you can join us this evening for divine service at 630. Uh, if you're so uh, inclined, you want to stick around. Uh, we're working uh, catechesis through uh, 
through, I think we'll be on to baptism, maybe? Uh, Our third article of the creed. We'll see where we go tonight. All right. So if you can come out, that'd be great too. Otherwise, uh, that's it for the day. See you again tomorrow morning. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church, Sherman Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.